you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After Jesus had fed the people, he made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. When he, it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him, in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he had saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've probably all had a fourth hour. Fourth hour in the scriptures today comes to around 3 a.m. in the morning when the apostles are on the boat fishing and the winds are blowing the boat around and they're fearing for their lives. Hold on to the image of the water and focus on our own fourth hour. That peace moment, day, experience of our lives in which we think we're lost. It, it's not working. It, it, there's no hope. I'm drowning, not from water, but I'm drowning emotionally, physically, psychologically. I'm lost. And we tend to give up hope. And that's where Jesus comes in. But before Jesus comes in, we have to have a relationship with him. As a family therapist, I often bring up some of the elements of scripture and, and therapeutic techniques in preaching. And one of the therapeutic models that I've been looking at quite a bit 
recently has to do with attachment, closeness. It mostly refers to parental attachment to their children, but attachment and how it affects us in our later life, how we grow close. And the idea of a mature life for any of us is intimacy. Not sexual intimacy only, that's one of them, but there are many intimacies. Intimacy of love, of friends, intimacy with parents, intimacy with a good friend who knows you. And intimacy means you know me and I know you and we really are open with each other. And I don't have to hide anything from you. And you don't have to hide anything from me because we're not judging each other. Intimacy, very important concept in a relationship. However, what we do very often in relationships is we put up dysfunctions, we put up blocks between us and the other person because we're not used to intimacy, because we fear intimacy. And some of those blocks are isolation, control, possessiveness, depression, the list goes on. We have to work through all those. Now let's get back to Jesus. Because Jesus comes to his apostles when they're at their wit's end, walking on water. Now that's a pretty wonderful image, but let's not get caught up into the image. He's God. He can do anything he wants. He comes to walk them, and they know Jesus, their buddy, their rabbi, their friend. They know him, and they, I presume they love him as a very good friend. And they see him walking. You can just imagine what's going on in their heads, the, the crazy thoughts. And what they even say, it's probably a ghost with, with nuts, with seeing delusions. And he talks to them. And they know it's Jesus, the man, who is now revealing himself to them another time as Jesus, God. Who else is going to walk on water? without any gimmicks. So now Jesus, God and man, is going toward them. And again, I want to say, I want to focus on Peter because he's the one who had that intimate relationship with Christ. Maybe the others did too, and John certainly did in many of the gospel stories. But he, he has this connection with Christ of trust. If it's you, call me and I'll come right out to you. Walk on the water. I don't care. And he does. Come. And then the humanity of Peter rises up. He's frightened, starts sinking, but Jesus comes through and reaches out to him, as he does to you and me when we're sinking. Now, the scriptures are so informative today as to how many ways and times we can meet Jesus. But let's go into the Old Testament, as we saw in the book of Kings. Elisha and Elijah, two very famous prophets from the book of Kings. But Elijah is running away. Now, you know who he's running away from. Okay, if I say the name Johnny Cash, he made her very famous. What's her name? Say it, say it. Jezebel. Jezebel. He's running away from Jezebel. Okay, background story. Jezebel is a pagan who mar marries the king of Israel, Ahab, and he tries to assimilate and allow her to bring her temples, her gods. Don't forget, Israel, Israelites are monotheistic. Yahweh, the only God, is not one of many. It's the only God. 
And of course, the people are horrified by the fact that Jezebel is setting up temples and gods and goddesses and in, her, in, in Israelite territory. Elijah comes out and condemns her. They have a big competition. She brings out her force of many, many priests. He brings out himself and asks God to take care of the situation. The priests are annihilated. Her priests, annihilated, gone. Now she, he's on the run because Jezebel is upset, to say the least. She says, I want Elijah. I want his head. So Elijah runs. Now, now forget Elijah for a second and think about us. When we've made a positive and right decision, as he did, he did what was right. He even told the king off. He did what was right. And now he had a fear for his life because the forces of the king and her, the queen are after him. And he thinks he's lost. Again, identify with that. There are times when we think we're lost. It's too overwhelming. I can't go on any further. And he runs. He's looking for God. And the voice of God says to him, go up to Mount Horeb. Now, Mount Horeb is, is significant because that's where, the, where theophanies happen, where God meets people. He goes up. And you know, if you're on a pilgrimage, you want to see a big shrine, you want to see the candles, you want to see the processions, and he did too, in a sense. He heard thunder, he heard lightning, he heard fire, he heard wind, all of them awesome, but in all that chaos, he didn't see God, he didn't experience God, until he did something that Jesus will do right before he goes out and rescues his apostles. He goes into a cave and he hears the sound of silence. The whispering sound of God that he experiences in prayer. You know what that is. When we're alone, overwhelmed, confused, and we calm down and we speak to God in prayer. He speaks to us. He gets into our hearts as we allow ourselves to go out to him. Jesus, when he finished his work feeding the, mul the multiple people, he went off to the mountain to pray, Matthew says. It's only a little phrase magnificent in power though he went to pray and who was he praying to his father and your father he's praying to god now we know there are people in our society that might be atheists might be n-o-n-e-s nuns might be lost to our society to our church and yet so often even they pray they may not pray to God revealed in Jesus Christ as you and I do, but they pray. It's a natural phenomenon for us to rise out of ourselves and touch the transcendent, touch the divine, touch God. And when we have a relationship, now go back to the intimacy, an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, a relationship that says, I want to know about Jesus, I want to read about Jesus, I want to hear about Jesus, and I want to speak to Jesus, and I develop a relationship, an intimate, ongoing, trustful relationship with Jesus. Then that prayer 
fills us with peace. We're not always at peace when we pray. We know that. Jesus was in anguish on the night before he suffered. A lot of anguish. We know that. So prayer is not a genie on a lamp. Prayer is putting ourselves in the presence of God who trusts us, who knows us more than we think we know ourselves. Putting ourselves in the presence of God as he reaches out and allows us to grasp onto him in prayer. I think any of us can give 10 stories on a moment in our lives in which we were touched by prayer, by God. For one, I remember when I was working on my doctorate at Seton Hall University and going through Grove Park, which is a park in South Orange, I was overwhelmed. I was doing my ministry, I was doing my internship, I was taking courses and I, for marriage and family therapy, and I was like up to here. And walking through, it was diagonal, diagonal trip across the park, that's where the path was. Walking across that park, I just said to God, you know, I'm not sure I'm in the right place doing the right thing. I, I have to know from you. And right there, a sense of peace, a sense of calm, a sense of trust, like the whispering sound of God, touched me. And I knew I was on the right track. It wasn't going to be easy. I had yet to do the dissertation. I had yet to fulfill all the requirements. It wasn't going to be easy. But God was on my side. I had reached out to him, and he said, why are you afraid? And, and okay, I made God Italian because only an Italian would talk that way. <laughs> why are you afraid, Luigi? And I went on. Now, there are moments in your lives and my life that that happens. They're not extraordinary, like the, the mountainous... Uh, tumult that was going on and on Mount Horeb. They're not noisy all the time. Sometimes just peacefully whispering the voice of God within us. When my brother was dying and my, my niece, his, his daughter-in-law, was there with him, we, were, we took, we're Italian, so he was never alone, okay? So for the three months that he was dying, one of us were always there with him. And when I was leaving, and Karen was coming in, and she was holding, she called him dad, she was holding dad's hand and talking to him. He was in a coma, and she turned to me and said, Uncle Louie, how, how do you do it? Prayer and trust are the first two words that came to mind. And what a, what a sermon she preached to me. Prayer and trust. I missed him. I was with him suffering. I was with his family, his children, his wife. But yet I knew through my prayer and my relationship with Jesus Christ that he was going to be in good hands. I didn't want that. But we're not talking about me. We're talking about Jesus in our lives. And if we're open enough to Jesus, he takes care of us. He helps us understand what's true and right and good. He helps us understand that in the roughness of life, in the confusion of life, he offers us his peace.
Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.